Welcome to Guys with Cancer, the podcast you never knew you needed. It's by Guys with Cancer, for Guys with Cancer, and everyone else. And now, here are your hosts, Rudy Fishman and Jeff Nerman. Hey, welcome to another episode of Guys with Cancer. It's been a little bit. Today, uh, this episode is very special because we have not one, not two, but three dead men walking. We are all three of us, me, uh, Jeff, and then our guest, Doug Spilling. We are all kind of waiting to die, so to speak. I mean, that sounds more dire than it really is. What we wanted to talk about today was the idea of words mattering. There's definitely some words that are very hot-button words. They're not necessarily, Some people like them. Some people don't. I think the big one, the first one that comes to mind is the word survivor, I don't know if anybody else has any sort of immediate thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts just because I've, I've been watching a lot of sort of documentaries on really dark subject matter. And so I've increasingly become sort of offended by the term survivor, but not, um, not necessarily for the obvious reasons. Oh, I'd actually like to hear your opinion. I, I found that survivor uh, kind of varies by where you are and – I don't know. I'm not a fan of Survivor, and I actually started using Cancer Haver. But if you're metastatic, to me, Survivor, yeah, you're a dead man walking. Yeah, I'd be just kind of pessimistic, but I don't feel like a Survivor. I know it's something I'm going to be doing, so I don't. You know, it's just, it's just my future has a stop point, you know. Well, you joke about the expiration date, but yeah, I don't know what it is, but it's going to be sooner than I'd like. So I don't like Survivor personally, but I understand why people do. Well, I, I would I would agree with with Doug. I mean, I, I don't I don't like it. In my my first thoughts on the on the term before I realized that it was as controversial as it often seems to be is that as somebody who has a a cancer that is, um, you know, that there was never any possibility that it would be quote unquote cured, which is a whole nother, <laughs> whole another mm-hmm. word we could get into. But um, I, I never really embraced the term survivor because I haven't, there's no, it's not conceivable, you know, for me to out survive it. Like it, it will be with me, you know, short of them discovering some kind of miracle cure. Like it will be with me until there is no me. And so I, I didn't really like it. You know, whereas, you know, there are other cancers that arguably are, you know, that one can, again, it's controversial, but can say are, are curable and therefore you have out lived that cancer so i i've never liked it um from that was my first sort of impression of the term it's like well that's not a term that even even makes sense for me um and i know people like to say it because it makes them feel as though they've accomplished something or whatever but you know i think for so many of us there is there is no possible accomplishment (laughs) you know we're we're just Mm -hmm. we're sort of lasting with it so well, I'll kind of explain kind of what got me sort of thinking about this topic is I had an interaction with a friend on Instagram, somebody that I've known for many, many years. Uh, she herself um, dealt with um, breast cancer, and she's very fortunate that um, she's been uh, 
cancer-free, or I mean, which is a whole other term that I think offends some people, doesn't offend others, but she calls herself cancer-free, and she has been so for 14 years, so she's doing very, very well. Um, she's still very concerned about breast cancer issues, but, you know, in terms of how it impacts her daily life, it's not quite the same as some other folks. But anyway, I had um, tagged her just in sort of a picture of people that I admired for various reasons, and she was one, and I called her a cancer ha- a cancer person, um, and she kind of took offense to it, um, and I wasn't really sure, so I just sort of I messaged her about it, and we had a conversation about, um, you know, to her what cancer person means is somebody who's actively dealing with all sorts of cancer, and cancer defines their life, and so she really didn't like that, whereas... I felt like I was just sort of using it as a sort of generic sort of like, oh, a person touched by cancer at some point in their life, and she cares about these issues. So um, I don't know, but that's, that's a whole other ball of wax. But anyway, at one point she said that she's a survivor and I'm a survivor, and that's all that ultimately matters. And I kind of cringed a little bit when I saw that. I let, let mm-hmm. it alone because it wasn't really worth getting into. Um, it just sort of reminded me that survivor is not sort of an omnipurpose term for everybody yet it's used that way so i looked it looked it up you know i'm sure as all, both of you guys know I mean, survivor at least in the cancer world is a label that is given as soon as you are diagnosed with cancer you could wind up being um doing great like my friend or not so great but at that point you become a survivor which seems a little odd um, especially when you think about like other sort of illnesses and things that could happen, like, oh, you are in a car crash, you are a car crash survivor, but you're not a car crash survivor until the incident is over. You know, maybe part of that might be um, while you're healing and things like that, but it's, it's a very clear-cut point at which you are labeled a survivor. If you have a heart attack, you're not called a heart attack survivor unless you know, you live the eight and a half years that they expect you to live after you've had a heart attack, um, which I think I believe is the median sort of age of how long people live after having their first heart attack. The only other illness where survivor is given as a label upon diagnosis, regardless of how long you live or don't live, is diabetes, terrible disease in itself for different reasons. But it's the literally the only thing other um and so I got even more curious. I looked at the definition of the word survivor and it actually has multiple meanings. And the one the only one that I could find that justifies sort of this idea of giving cancer patients the uh the label of survivor is the idea that it reflects an attitude. Um, oh, that person is a survivor. They are they are dealing well with their or relatively, I should say, with their diagnosis. But for me personally, I actually have been increasingly become offended by the term survivor, not necessarily because of how it applies to me, but how it applies to um, people who have gone through other really horrible things. I agree. But, yeah, it comes down to, I think, your outlook, your diagnosis, maybe what stage you're in, a lot of things. I refrain from using survivor because, you know, back to the, oh, you're a survivor at diagnosis. Yeah, I've seen that before. American Cancer Society or somebody has that. But, you know, when I was diagnosed, 
I was told, you know, your cancer is incurable. We'll treat it as long as we can, you know, and then pretty much you might, my oncologist used the word chronic disease, like a chronic disease kind of thing. And, and I, like I said, I agreed at the beginning. Um, but now that I've gone through all my treatments and I'm facing not having any treatments left, I, I kind of, I'll say, I like to say, I see my cancer as chronic until it isn't, and then I die, more or less, you know. I don't try to be overly negative, but that's realistic, I think. And so there's nowhere in that timeline of mine where Survivor, to me, makes sense at all, you know. So, but I don't mind. If other people want to use it, I don't have an issue with that. Well, I, I understand where you're coming from, where you go, but you know, I hadn't thought about mm-hmm. that. So that's interesting. Well, I mean, I, I agree with what you said, Doug, and and, and for, well, on a couple of points. I mean, one is I, I really, I mean, I don't take offense at what other people say. If you know, if somebody who has cancer, they want to refer to themselves as a survivor because that's what they feel um, best describes how they view it. Then you know, that's fine with me. But I have to say, I mean, you know, going back to the definition, uh, Rudy, that that you cited, I mean, you know, you're a survivor basically from the second you are diagnosed with cancer. I mean, you know, far be it for me to ever be positive about anything. Um, That's that's just not my role. And having cancer, of course, did nothing to help that. But, but, I mean, you know, and I'm sure this is going to not sit well with some, some people, but... I mean, that definition seems to serve no purpose other than just to try to make you feel better about a terrible situation. Uh, one that I want to bring up, which I actually kind of cringe at too, is cancer thriver. I know some people really like oh. that. I personally don't, oh, I but don't just know. like, I just feel like it's too cute as well because like, yeah, I'm alive. I'm trying to be a better human and I'm doing a lot of positive things in my life, but I don't necessarily feel like that's, thriving because like on a day-to-day basis it takes me you know an hour and a half to two hours just to wake up i mean that's not really thriving <laughs> you know yeah, it's I'm like not i'm glad to be alive like i have a friend a twitter friend who's uses thriver but she had cancer and i i was kind of claiming that you know not cured however you want to say it but she no longer has you know she's ned um it used the words survivor, and then from there went to thriver. That was a person who had cancer, which makes a little more sense. But on the other hand, that means everybody should be thrivers, I guess. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think in the youth, there's really no difference between thriver and survivor. And I know thriver kind of came up um, sort of as a substitution for survivor, but just more of a way, I think, just to be cute about it not just mm-hmm. empowering but whatever and that's where these are but like i think what jeff is saying is it doesn't feel empowering to me to be called the survivor if anything it makes me sort of think of people who i think of as true survivors which are people who have lived past a very horrible experience um, kind of you had said the word ned just 
uh, a little bit ago, Doug. So I want to get in that. For those who aren't familiar, NED is just an acronym for No Evidence of Disease. And a lot of cancers will say NED instead of remission or cured or whatever because, you know, so much of it is cellular or if it's like in your blood, like with Jeff. I mean, it's not like it's not there. We just can't see it. So No Evidence of Disease or NED seems more appropriate. Like, you know, you may or may not still have cancer, but it's really not impacting anything in your life other than sort of the psychological sort of, you know, toll that that cancer takes on you where you're always paranoid, wondering if it's going to come back, if it's going to, to uh, you know, be a reoccurrence, which is another word. But um, I want to focus first just on remission, NED, um, perhaps working in uh, cured or, um, and words like that um, that you know are have different uh, meanings to different people. Like there could be more evidence of disease within my body if they really want to look for it. But but the question is they don't really want to look for, or the point is they don't really want to look for it because there's nothing that they can really do even if they find it. So I, I kind of feel like Ned. I mean, it depends on the circumstances. It's, again, it's kind of like a little eh, wishy-washy, amorphous type of thing. It's like, well... It certainly is, it certainly is letting some folks off the hook because it's like, I think the implication when you hear it is no evidence of disease is like, you're, golden. You know, you're doing pretty well, but yeah, it but also you may not could be. just <laughs> mean that, that your doctors yeah. aren't very good. <laughs> well, no, but they, I mean, they could be good, but they can just be like, but there's no, we're not going to torture you or put you through more, you know, tests, whatever, because even if we find evidence, there's nothing to be done, at the, you know, at this point. So, so I, I don't know. I just think even these, a term like, you know, evidence of disease, which seems like a more sub- objective metric, may not really be all that it, you know. Well, yeah, suggests. it's just no evidence. That just means they can't find anything, or in your case, you know, it's just it's harder to do and there's no point, really. But it seems to me, in my experience, I know it's not for everybody, but, you know, my mom was being med. And then about three months later, her whole body was filled with cancer and she died. You know, so it's, it, to, to me, yeah, the med just means mm, we look, we don't find any. And it could be it's too small or somewhere, you know, if they didn't look. It could be a lot. And it, it does kind of express uh, positivity. Um, and it's a, it's... I wouldn't mind being dead, you know. <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's very much sort of a mixed term. I mean, I think you guys are kind of swaying. I think up until today, uh, it's very sort of like Ned. Okay, that seems very appropriate. But then when you think about it, it is kind of diminishes the experience. Like I think of our friend uh, Megan Claire Chase, who is NED, but she on a daily basis deals with a lot of pretty serious things, lingering side effects and things like that, neuropathy and and fibromyalgia and the fatigue that we all all have and, and, and all that. Um, I think of Aaron Hoover, who is a brain cancer friend of mine, who was, you know, just a year before his death was declared, um, you know, no evidence of disease, and then he died, came back, roaring back, like, I mean, they just couldn't find the evidence, and so. But I think people are like, "No, but it's these, hooray! Yeah, you're doing great." Um, sort of another word like that. 
um, which you know I don't think many oncologists will actually use, but patients in the general public will use is cured or cure and you know cure whatever variations of that word. Um, I, I know for me specifically, I know for and for you, Jeff and Doug, you know it's like we might live a while, but we're incurable. There are no more sort of options left. Um, you know, just brain cancer alone. I mean, there's very, it's very rare to even be no evidence of disease, especially when you get into the astrocytic cells. It happens, or it happens, but it's still not terribly common unless you have a full resection and things like that. And, but I think it is a little misleading to say no evidence of disease because there's certainly plenty of people who it comes back pretty quickly. It's just at the yeah, cellular I, I, level. I've seen... Yeah, I think I, I could be corrected on this, but I, I don't know if it's one type of breast cancer or breast cancer in general is you know, one in three women will have a recurrence and it will become roaring back of stage four and, you know, super aggressive. Well, I mean, it's just sort of, it goes back to sort of like, I think uh, the idea of no evidence of disease or seeing something cured is, is more to make other people feel better. I think the patient, patients, yeah. um, we tend to be very aware of what the, medical uh, realities are, but the general public go like, oh, no evidence of disease, you're in remission, you're cured, yay. It's like, well, it's not really that simple. Yeah, I, I, had, to, I had to fill out some um, paperwork for, uh, for something, you know, regarding my condition, and I just sort of cringed <laughs> when I had to, like, when my, the doctor used the word remission because I'm like, well, you know, that, has one meaning, I think, in the sort of amongst the general population that's not, you know, thankfully for them, particularly well-informed, but that has another meaning, I think, for those of us who really, you know, live with cancer, you know, um, and, you know, these, these, these terms that I do feel like there's a lot to what you're saying. I mean, I... I there's a certain element of these terms that I think is is all well intentioned, but that is 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 designed to make the person who has cancer, you know, more feel more positive about the situation. Which of course that's a waste, you know, as we said, a wasted effort on me. But um, but then you know it's to make almost as importantly and sometimes seemingly more so is to make the people around them feel less bad about the fact that somebody they care about has cancer. And I, I don't like that at all because, um, I mean, I'm not saying everybody needs to walk around depressed all the time, but, you know, when, when somebody you care about has cancer, like, you know, what? I, I don't really know. You, you, it's not a small deal. You, yeah, kind of along those lines, because I think we're kind of taking all these words as sort of the, the darkest way possible. It's like, well, what about uh, that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, well, here's one that I think the general public tends to view as very dark and depressing, but I think for me it's not really, it just feels more realistic, and that word is terminal. Um, and, you know, medically it means no more treatment options available for you at this moment unless you survive long enough to, um, to, to see, like, a new development or something like that. Um, for me, terminal, like, 
you know, I don't know if it really applies to me. I don't have any other treatment options, but I technically am in some form of treatment still, which I think is, is sort of one of the factors, but that treatment isn't going to make my cancer go away. All it is going to do at best is hold it at bay. I mean, I mentioned Aaron Hoover earlier. He was on the exact same uh, drug as was Melissa Blank, another brain cancer friend uh, who recently passed, was on the same drug. So it's 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 a sort of a, a last ditch effort to see if we can hold it off, but it's not really. So I mean, technically, yes, it's a treatment, but you know, the implication is like if it doesn't work for you, sorry, hope you had a good life. <laughs> you know, um, so uh, terminal. Um, I I feel like I'm terminal, even though I'm on some form of treatment, which I think some people would say disqualifies me from that, but. You know, the reality is I'm probably going to die within the next three or four years. I mean, <laughs> not to bring the room even further down, but that's just statistics. So, um, um, so I feel like you know, I see the I see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I feel like terminal is an appropriate term for me. Um, but again, it doesn't necessarily when somebody's labeled terminal it doesn't mean they're going to die tomorrow. I mean, uh, both of you guys are technically terminal, but you're not necessarily going to die tomorrow. At least I hope you don't. Um, but it's a possibility. You know, it's certainly a lot more likely than you getting hit by a bus. But um, I don't know. What do you guys just thought on the word terminal? I don't know what it means, truthfully. I mean, yes, I will most likely die from my cancer in the next couple of like you, three years, four years. You know, I mean, I'm already, you know, I think I had, was going to be, my diag- or prognosis was four years, and I'm like at three and a half. Um, and like I said, I'm on my last treatment, and you're going to have to go with clinical trials. Um, but I don't know at what point I would call myself terminal. Um, I feel kind of weird saying it about myself. I don't know. It, um to me, it's more. Yeah, like, I mean, it is. Um, it's definitely a, a weird word because I think, for the general public and for many, terminal means like, oh, you are on your deathbed and and you're not doing well. It's like you are fading fast. Yeah, it's, it's, to me, I always think, well, when when my doctor can say with confidence that you have three months to live or two weeks to live or six months, something in that range, then at that point, I think I'm terminal. You know, but at this point, it seems a little heavy for where I am, but I probably do apply. You know, it probably does apply to my case. But. I know for me, I mean, I've been told to get my affairs in order. They'll try to keep me alive for as long as they can. But when you hear the words, uh, get your affairs in order and straighten up any sort of loose end in your life, you're like, that's not a, a great thing to hear, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, Jeff, how do you feel about the word terminal? You know, it's funny because that's one of those words that I really, um, I, I really, it, fortunately it doesn't seem to come up that often in discussions I have with people, but um, it, it it disturbs me for whatever reason more than um, than most, and I and I really stay away from it. And and, and like Doug was saying, I, mean, I, I don't, I'm not sure I really fully understand like when it's appropriate to use it. 
or not. And, and but because I frankly am somewhat apprehensive of the term, I, I just you know I'm sort of willfully ignorant about you know what 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 it really means and 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 to the extent that it might pertain to me um or or when it would pertain it's um yeah that that one i i got nothing good on that one that one really just like yeah. I, when i hear somebody say well, that i just i got I that's the end of that conversation usually it's just a very it is a very dark word i kind of like it for specifically that reason i mean you say terminal suddenly you know people are already scared enough of talking about you once you talking to you once you mention cancer but when you say terminal they're, they're like oh that's really uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> so i kind of like that but it's sort oh, of like for me it's right. sort of like yeah. my joke you know it's like amuses myself also too which is why i actually like the word terminal um but um and also too i think there's a part of the word terminal where i feel it as a challenge it's like okay i am going to die how much can i get done before i die let's see let's see what's up the race is on i mean clock is ticking fast i I need to get going and do some stuff so you know in that way i see terminal actually as an empowering word but i know to many others that would be offensive you know for the i don't know if we've really come to any like real conclusions on and these words only just sort of reflect feelings. And um, there's one last sort of set of words that I think there's a lot of sort of argument over whether or not they should be used. Um, and that's a lot of the words that fall under sort of the sort of battle metaphor category, like yeah. warrior. I, the warrior doesn't necessarily bother me. Like, I feel like that's a very personal thing. If you feel like you're a warrior, then, then great. And it helps you get through the day and, and all that. I don't necessarily feel like a warrior. I feel like I'm more like one of the local civilians amidst a battle, and I'm just trying to uh, to, to to get through, to endure through the each day. So there's you know fighting cancer. There's you know warriors. There's um, you know all those words. I mean, I in general don't. Well, there's kind of two sec parts. In general, I don't like those words. For myself, I know guys with my same cancer, same condition, you know, it's warrior, warrior strong. That's great because I think, you know, if you want to go in with that kind of attitude, it might at least help you with your treatment some. I don't know if it's going to make you live longer. But, you know, it's, you know cancer's disease, not a military campaign or whatever you want to call it. You know, it's... it's I don't know, but I think with even obituaries, usually with celebrities more than anything, but probably for a lot of cancer people, they lost their battle with cancer. And I don't. That seems that that of course we this has been talked about a lot, but it seems like when you lose a battle, that means you possibly could have won the battle, and you didn't. So what you know, it kind of puts um, puts that back on the patient. You know, element of failure is what you're kind of talking about. It's like the patient didn't fail, the treatment failed, you know. So. Yeah, so, so it's like the healing or the, whatever is on the patient, you know, and, and it takes you to that winners and losers thing. And there really isn't winners and losers. You know, the, the, the battle, uh, I guess, as Leanna says, you know, bodies are battlefields. You know, it's, it's kind of a paradox, too, because when cancer 
wins, if you want to call it that, we both die, you know, it's just the cancer dies and the person dies. So, you know, some people, and I know, of, I don't know, it just seems like a thing um, where they see cancer as their opponent or their, or their enemy and they think they're going to somehow become victorious by a mindset, you know, or something like that. You know, you know, and it's really not, that's not how it works. But I also see how that can be helpful for someone going into the, the thing. Um, I never did, um, but I can see why people would, you know, the whole warrior strong, I don't like, but it makes sense if other people want to use it for themselves. You know, I don't have any problem with that or any word really. But anyway, um, I'm sure our uh, listeners have thoughts too. Um, They can have thoughts on any of these words or any other words. Um, Please send them to us. You can email us at guyswithcancer at gmail.com. Or you can even just go to uh, guyswithcancer.com. Um, you can actually leave us a voice message directly through the website and let us know what you think. Uh, you can certainly find us on Twitter as well. I don't know if we, we've come to any like solid conclusions on anything, but I think we certainly told the world what's up. I don't know if, Jeff, you have any sort of final thoughts on words mattering and, and, and sort of uh, food for thought. Um, in regard to cancer vocabulary? Well, I, I do have lots of thoughts on, on that in general, as you know, um, and I do think words matter, but I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think there is any real, um, and I know people don't like this, but I don't, I don't know if there's any real good conclusion to be reached. You know, it's just for each person, it's a little bit different. I was just going to say thank you for joining us. I don't know if you have any sort of final thoughts or anything you want to let people know, where they can um, find you or not not find you or, <laughs> or anything like that. But I, uh, this has been really good. I really don't envy Jeff having to edit this conversation down to, you know, oh, yeah. a good length or whatever. Because I, I, I actually think pretty much almost every moment of, of this discussion has been Really interesting, at least for me, but maybe that's because I talk the most. But, uh, Doug, what, what, what <laughs> thoughts did you have? Um, you know, the one thing I think is very important, and you touched up on it, on it briefly, but it's, again, the words matter. Uh, I can't, Dr. D, I think, is the one when I first read it from something he posted. But it's the whole deal with, you know, if, if you say, you know, the the patient um, failed the treatment. And that seems like a pretty common thing, you know, or I failed the treatment, or he, he failed it. But really it's the treatment that failed the patient. You know, you, you didn't go out and decide to go to the game or just weren't feeling great that day. It's just, you know, it's really the treatment that failed, not you. And those are kind of the, there's a bunch of other words like that or phrases. You know, the words matter. But that's the one that I, I like to talk about the most. Um, and then if people want to find me, I'm not sure if I want them to find me after day, but, <laughs> but if people okay. want to find me, um, the best place to find me is obviously on Twitter as life on a big C, I think. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And to all our listeners, uh, sorry about the, the sort of delay between episodes. Um, we're working on it. Um, but you know, life 
well, it's been a kind of a weird year. But um, with that being said, uh, I think we have another one in the books. Jeff, what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. It's good All to right. make people well, wait. We'll ta- build, 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 build excitement, anticipation. But <laughs> quality, not quantity. At least that's what that's my right. Hebrew school exactly. told me. So. And speaking of quality, I've, it's really been you know an honor for me to be on here with, with you guys. Um, I have Thanks listened so to a lot of your podcasts, you know, so I really feel so honored so to be you're on the, the podcast. One. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, yeah, tell all your friends, and maybe you could be on the podcast too. Uh, we'll talk to you we'll talk to you next time guys thanks for listening to guys with cancer thanks for listening to guys with cancer want more find guys with cancer on twitter 